Welcome to episode 215 of Cricket Only Better. I'm Ed Hawkins. This is the first edition of the World Cup betting hub. The early betting exchanges have been fascinating. We're still waiting for a shock. Sam Collins. Yes, welcome to this edition of uh, round horn-rimmed glasses. Only better, um, all of us uh, sporting the same. It appears um, maybe, maybe indeed, Hawkins, that um, that shock is happening as this pod goes into production. Who knows? If not, Paul Kutchmerty of Betting Betfair can maybe find one for us on this week's show. Welcome, Paul. Hi, Sam. Hello. And uh, Richard Mann of SportingLife.com, maybe you could unearth a gem for us. One or two, hopefully. Hi, Sam. Hello. Uh, right, we'll check in for the outright for glory in a bit, plus get the early thoughts of the panel. But Hawkins, what's on the show tonight? Yeah, we've got team news, pitch reports, trends analysis, betting nuggets, win rates for the player markets for three World Cup matches, India versus Afghanistan, Australia versus South Africa, and New, Ze- New Zealand versus Bangladesh. Marvellous, Hawkins. Um, best bets at the end of the show for those games. So do stick around for that, please. But um, yeah, for the value, I should say. Right. Bet for Exchange World Cup outright odds. We will start with, they look like this, all subject to change, of course. Favourites, India 2.68, not shifting. Uh, Australia 6.6, New Zealand 7.4, England drifting to 7.8, Pakistan a 12s, Bangladesh 120, Sri Lanka one. 60, Afghanistan 740, and the Netherlands are a thousand. We'll keep our analysis on that outright to teams who aren't playing as we record this show. So, Paul Krishnamurti, you go first, please. Take a look at those prices. India shortening right up. Uh, we said a team can afford to lose three games and still make the semis. That Australia game obviously considered a major banana skin. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be at all bothered about the Australian loss, especially given it was at Chennai. I don't think you can read anything into that. That was really unsuitable condition for them against three Indian spinners. Um, I think that India are now probably the correct price, whereas they were a bit too big at the start. I don't really know how much shorter they can go now. They're definitely going to reach the semis, but how much shorter can they go before that? Maybe 2.2, 2.3 at a push. Um, I think England could be in a bit of trouble, and I'm generally quite happy with the my original four picks to make the semis there because I think England might miss out at New Zealand's expense. And finally, just, I mean, I'm I'm not especially keen on them, but I don't really understand why Pakistan have drifted to 12 from eight. That seems quite an alarming drift based on very little. Okay. Uh, Hawkins, South Africa, another big, big mover. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, people are uh, raving about South Africa, but for me, they just proved why they can't, uh, win the tournament or why they're not valued to win it in my book anyway we know they can bat and we know they can bat extremely well posting 428 against Sri Lanka but their big issue is with the ball and Sri Lanka got after them they put them around the park uh, and they were still u- only using five bowlers and they may well get to a semi-final but I just don't think you can win a World Cup with a bowling lineup which has dreadful economy rate. Remember, it has. they are the worst team in the field in terms of economy rate in the entire tournament, and they're worse than Netherlands. So they've got to show something with the ball. Richard Mann, South Africa, are there trade chance for you? Um, sticking with them, any other nuggets you want to draw attention to? 
Well, I'm, I'm quite happy with the original position. They were 10 to 1. I'm not sure about 7.8 now. I think, and me and Ed have been talking about this um, sort of off air. The thing with South Africa is in, in times gone past, they were the team you wanted in the group stage is they blew everyone away and then it came to knockouts and they just blew it, didn't they? To me, it's the other way around now. I think they're the team that no one would want to face in the knockouts because, all right, you know you could get after the bowling, but you know that that batting lineup. I think India would be nervous playing them in a knockout because India might think, oh, God, if they get going, this particularly that middle order, we might find ourselves chasing 350, 360, and no one wants to do that against any attack. So I think they're dangerous. Whether we can rely on them is another thing. Just the other thing to pick up, and again, it's something me and Ed have discussed, there's no one here, is there? There's no one watching the games at the moment. And it all feels very sort of club crickets. It almost like some of the players are struggling to really get motivated. And for that reason, I wouldn't rule out England and Australia too early because we've seen in the past both of those sides, they're real big match teams out there, particularly England. I mean, last two T20 World Cups, the semi, and then they won it, they're the reigning champions of this. And you feel if they can just get themselves through to the back end when, when things really heat up, that's when the big match players will come alive. But at the moment, it's all just so dull, isn't it? And and it's no surprise that some of them are struggling to find the best. The big players aren't really performing at the moment. Oh, Krishnamurti, if I were to say to you, I got 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one, you might die slightly inside with pity for whoever writes <laughs> scripts. But would I be wrong with the question? Um, is it too early to be betting on these wickets? No, it's never too early to be trying to bet on wickets, trying to predict the wickets. Um, and that's the key to betting on the runs. Um, I mean, generally speaking, at the moment, we're seeing roads. Um, and you would expect that to change. You would expect it to deteriorate. I think Hyderabad in particular is a, a place where, it, it, you know, it is, was good for batting today, 322 today in the first innings. But that is a pitch where it will take spin and I think it will deteriorate. Chennai was exactly the pitch that we know Chennai to be from the IPL. Slow, very spin-friendly. Um, Delhi, well, Delhi was a road in this case. Um, we know they've got very small boundaries. We'll discuss that again later, but you know, at, at the moment that looks a big overs place. But of course, a lot of the grounds we haven't seen yet, and we will discuss look now as well, I know, in this later on in the show. Okay, thank you, Paul Krishnamurti. Moving on, game time. India versus Afghanistan, Wednesday, 9.30am, UK time. Delhi, the venue. Better for exchange, early show, 1.14 India. Afghanistan are eight. It appears to be a mismatch, Hawkins. Please give us some lowdown. Teams for you, India. Uh, Rohit, Ishan, Kohli, Ishan, Kohli, Shreyas, Rahul, Hardik, Jadeja, Ashwin, Kaldik, Bumrah and Siraj. There's no Shubman Gill again which is a disaster for those holding on to the top tournament run scorer vouchers or indeed top India run scorer. The, the, basically, those bets are down, uh, missing two games at this stage with people getting centuries all over the place. I uh, don't see how he gets back into the reckoning. Afghanistan, Gurbaz, Ibrahim, Ramat, Hashmatullah, Najibullah, Nabi, Omalzai, Rashid Khan, Mujib, Naveen and Faruqi. Your pitch, South Africa 4-2-8 on this surface against Sri Lanka, who decided to... Uh, bowl first. They left their brains at home, clearly. This does look like a good pitch to bat on. The boundaries are short. We're tending to ignore that South Africa roll for 99 against India with four wickets to curl deep uh, last time out before that game. 
Um, but we will make a point about Afghanistan having excellent economy uh, rank. They may well need it on this surface. Richard Mann, assuming you don't think Afghanistan are a wager here, uh, how do you better mismatch in general? Well, thankfully, Sportsbook have brought the old margin betting back. So I'm quite interested in that, really. I think with no Shubman Gill, India, as we saw against Australia, a little bit vulnerable up top. Um, Gill's obviously a massive loss, as Ed was saying. And 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 this is a good Afghanistan attack. I'm not sure about the batting. So I thought um, India to win five and six wickets, both nine to one. Five, five wickets, 41 to 50 runs. Six wickets, 51 to 60 runs. thought those were the two players here. I think India will win pretty comfortably. Okay. Uh, same to you, Paul Krishnamurti. Um, so India innings runs, what do you do there? Well, I think we could be about to see the highest ever par run line for an ODI. You know, it's been going off at 330, 340 in some of these games. It did in that South Africa game. Um, it did today for New Zealand. Given that, where do you pitch India? Um, 360, maybe. And I think that could be an opportunity to back unders, really. Um, firstly, we don't know that the pitch will be the it won't probably won't be the same pitch as that. So it might be a little bit easier, a bit better for the bowlers. Um, we know that their economy is excellent, Afghanistan. And to be honest, they've actually fared quite well against India when they have played in the past in ODIs. The last two matches with one was a tie and one and lost by eleven runs. So I think possibly, especially with Shubh McGill out as well. This could be a situation to take a big price about India unders. Maybe if it is 360, like I say, you'd be able to lay 320 at 1.25, 4 to 1 under 320. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, any nuggets here for us? I'm not so much nuggets, just one bet I really like with sports book. We're going to talk about Ibrahim Zadram, I'm sure, in a minute. Um, Real classic, him and Coley, real classical batsman here. Coley looks in terrific touch. Sportsbook 11 to 4 for both men to hit three or more fours. And I thought that was quite interesting. Okay, lovely. Um, Paul Krishnamurti. Well, um, Rich has already mentioned the margin market, and I completely agree with him about those two margins the uh, five to five wickets or more, six wickets or more, 40 to 60 run. I think that's spot on. Um, but I would also note um, the top one, which is to win by 90 or more runs or 10 wickets, and that's at three to one. Now, obviously, this very much depends on who bats first, but were India to bat first and they were to get, say, 350, 340, wouldn't you like three to one on Af- Afghanistan getting under 250 or under 260, um, given that, they're back. They completely collapsed against Bangladesh. I don't think they've been particularly wrong with a wicket there in doing so. And um, you have to think, looking at how well India's spinners played, Afghanistan could really struggle with a bat here. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, Hawkins, who are the tops on the tops? Yeah, best players to follow for India top run scorer. Well, uh, KL Rohal has the um, best win rate versus. Betfair Sportsbook odds, he's won 21% of the time uh, and he's going off at 13-2 for Betfair Sportsbook. Your only issue is you're backing him to go back-to-back. Rohit wins 22% of the time. Kohli, identical win rate to Rahul, but they're too short in terms of uh, their odds and how often they win. Bumrah returns 36.6% of the time. He is 3-1 to top India 
Wicket-taker Afghanistan, it's that man again. We've been speaking about him for Yonks. Ibrahim Zadran is winning 31.5% of the time. Uh, Sportsbook say he's got a 22% chance. So the 72 is Sportsbook. Could well be the top-rated bet of the show. Uh, Faruqi, 31.8% returns for top Afghanistan bowler. He is 3-1. to one. Rashid Khan, for the record, is 20% returns. Last two years, he's 11-4, to four, so way too short. Richard Mann, who do you have your eye on? Well, I think we all have our eye on Zadran, don't we? Um, yeah, just class act. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll come good at some point, 7-2. I think Curly 3 is probably short enough, isn't it? But maybe 7 to 17-2 to in the man of the match market probably makes more appeal. I'm sure they were desperate to give him it against Australia, but he got out late on, didn't they? So they had to give it to Cahill. So I'm sure they'll be keen to give it to Viran. If he looked, he looked in really good touch, if he makes a big contribution, he'll definitely be a runner. Cool. Um, the guys have said it. Um, Ibrahim Zadran, 72, outstanding bet. Back to win the last game, same price. He didn't win, but you've got to stick with those odds because they're wrong. And I've got Cody, man of the match, 17. Well, uh, I thought it was 8 to 1. He's actually gone out 17 to 2. Cracking price. Bound to win a man of the match somewhere in this tournament. Um, and that's big value for my money. Um, also, just to, for once in my life, I'm going to ditch Fazal Hak Faruqi in favour of Rashid Khan despite the numbers, because there is, of course, the possibility that India chase and Afghanistan only gets a bowl 30, 35 overs, in which case you can guarantee Rashid will bowl all of his quota and Faruqi won't. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. We're underway on your World Cup betting hub with the Cobb crew for Betfair. Please remember that every single World Cup match is previewed on betting.betfair. Over 18s only, please. And do check out BeGambleAware.org. Now, we are going to move sideways. We've got two more games to come, starting with Australia versus South Africa on Thursday, 9.30 a.m. Again, UK time. Look now is the venue. This one under lights. South Africa are outsiders on the Betfair Exchange at 2.28, with Australia at 1.75. Hawkins, please tell us, how will these two teams line up? Uh, we think... Australia may well be unchanged. So they're going to be going Warner, Marsh and Smith. Front three, Labashane, Maxwell, Carey, Green, Cummins, Stark, Zampa, Hazelwood. South Africa, Decock, Bavuma, Rassi, Markram, Klaassen, Miller, Janssen, Kurtzer, Rabada, Maharaj and Nagidi. Go back to that point I've made about the South African bowling being very pricey. They've only got five bowlers. Uh, unless they use Aidan Markram, uh, and they may not will feel confident doing that. Um, Australia do lack a second spin option, uh, and that could be crucial to uh, look now um, because the pitch may well be a little bit tacky and slow. Don't take my word for it. Nathan Lehman, England analyst, has mentioned in the Cricketer magazine that it's a slow, low-worn surface at look now. Only four games there, all since 2019. No score higher in first innings. And 249, South Africa defended that, but it was a 40-over game in 2022 versus India. So this could be the complete opposite of uh, Delhi for South Africa's batters. Paul Krishnamurti, um, evidence thin on the ground on this pitch. So do we take a watching brief here or do we gamble on that sparse amount of data and uh, the aforementioned expert opinion? I'm happy to gamble on it. Um, I think that the market in with 
pretty much every game doesn't factor in pitches enough, even anywhere at all. I mean, take the Australia-India game at Chennai. India picked three spinners. We know Chennai from years and years of IPL there, but it's a slow pitch. And yet the poll was at 280. Um, you know, I backed, I laid 250 at 1.45 start of that innings. Just so happy to. Um, never really was it felt in any danger at all. Uh, and I think we'll get the same here. I think that par will open up despite what we've, we've heard, because of what we've heard. Par will fall from 320, 330, as it's been in the other games, to 280, 290. And I think we'll be able to get under 250, uh, you know, 1.4, 1.5, and that's a great bet. We also saw that in the IPL, that this was a slow, low pitch. So there is quite a bit of evidence really to suggest Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, Richard Mann, ideal for South Africa, surely that this pitch will be slow, help protect their, their five bowlers. Well, I just think they can cover more bases than, than Australia can do when you look at the two squads because I don't be surprised if South Africa brought in Shamsi here for a second spinner um, and Markham can obviously bowl a few others as well. Australia don't have that option because they only have Zampra and he was awful against in India, by the way. That's a big concern for them. They've only got one frontline spinner and he was he was really poor against India. So South Africa for me cover more bases. And the other big problem, we've said it before, Smith, Labashane in that middle order, as good a players as they are, they just kind of batted themselves into a bunker against India and the collapse was inevitable. They were 100 for two and and Paul obviously didn't agree, but some people would have been thinking, well, they'll explode at some point and get a big big score. But they were just batting themselves into a hole, and I don't think they need both both those guys, two anchors in the middle order. Um, South Africa won't play that way. They'll keep going. Um, I think, personally, I don't think a shrinking violet will win this World Cup, and I think Australia, with their approach, they could come unstuck all the way through. Yeah, I mean, Australia's form in that regard, Rich, if you read back the reviews or you listen back to the the reviews uh, for the 2019 World Cup were saying exactly the same thing yeah. about how Australia batted, that what their style was. Um, they tried to set up platforms, but they can't launch themselves from that platform. Um, and they've been doing it um, in the build-up to this World Cup. Smith and Labashane, two complete anchors, says Richard Mann. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, any? No, uh, where are we? Uh, match odds, Paul Krishnamurti. How do we bet? How do we bet those? Well, to start, I'd rather be on South Africa. I think this is an each of two game. Australia are favourites, so I would say that. But more broadly, given the low totals, you wouldn't want to be on the side batting first because you assume they would drift if that is the low score. Um, and also to add uh, to what Rich was saying about the Australia. Australia's lack of a decent spinner. I think this gives a good trend to follow throughout the tournament. You want to be backing other sides against Australia where after, say, 15, 20 overs. Because that stage of the game, when they should be squeezing two to the spinner, I think they're going to go all over the place. And especially in this case, when you're looking at South Africa's brilliant middle order, Mark from Glass and Miller, I think they could really make hay in that middle over period. Okay. Uh, any nuggets, Richard? And then you, Paul. Well, I'm back in South Africa at, at five to four. I definitely think they're the value call here. And I'll do what I did on, on Sunday. I'll hope that Australia get a slow and steady partnership in that middle and bat themselves into a bunker. And I'll probably play unders that. I, I just I just think they're going to do that all the way through. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
September Bavuma under 27.5 runs. That looks way too high given what we're saying about this pitch. And if memory stirs from the IPL, it was not easy batting early on against Newport, against pace bowlers. So I would have thought Stark and Cummings and Stark and Hazelwood will get him pretty cheap. Okay, um, right on cue, Hawkins, who are the bats as batters and bowlers to follow? Yeah, no evidence Bavuma's value on win rate versus uh, Sportsbook player odds for top run scorer, but it is class and 25.8% returns last two years. Sportsbook go a massive 11 to 2, big old chunk in your favour there with the ball. It's Nagidi with a 31% return rate. He's the best one, uh, but we do mention Kurtzer here. Uh, five returns in his last seven. Uh, something of a coming man. He is also 100 to 30 with sports for the top South Africa bowler. Uh, for the Australians, uh, Warner is the main man returning 34.7. You'll get 11 to 4, and he may even be boosted uh, bigger than that with Sportsbook. So check that one uh, just before the off. Suggest Warner might be a decent price. Uh, Zampa, Richard man- mentioned him early. He is returning 50% of the time, um, but it is a worry how he bowled against India. He's 100 to 30, top Australia wicket taker. Okay, who to follow, Paul? Um, Heinrich Klassen, 11 to 2, as Ed said, and I'll take 11 to 1 man in a match. I think that class of man in a match every, every time you won't go far wrong. And for Australia, I thought that. Alex Carey at 14s, Cameron Green at 18s wasn't a bad Dutch bet there, batting at six and seven. I've got a feeling that this is going to be, this could well be won by the finishers. I think that scoring will be low and it could, but you can score runs at the death field. I think that was what we saw in the IPL. Okay, Richard Mann. Yeah, I'm back in Kesh of Marahaj, just for a few quid in the man of the match market. Um, Jadeja three for on Sunday against Australia's middle order, left arm finger spinner. Uh, Marahaj bowled pretty well against Sri Lanka, but uh, the last game of the series against Australia, uh, Marahaj finished with fourth. Uh, he bowled really well throughout that series, and I think that, that Australian middle order, I think he could have a real stranglehold. I think batsmen are dominating this market, but at 20s, I'm prepared to roll the dice with him. I think he'll he'll definitely impact the game. Richard Mann rolling the dice. Uh, thank you very much. One game to go. But before we move on to New Zealand versus Bangladesh, it's only fair to let Paul Krishnamurti have a shot at a World Cup treble. Over to you, Paul. Okay, so this plays around about 33 to 1, a little bit more. Um, mentioned them all already. Ibrahim Zadram, 7-2, top Afghanistan batsman. Virat Kohli, 3-1, top India batsman. And 10 to 11, about Temba Bavuma under 27.5 runs. Lovely stuff. Thank you, Paul Krishnamurti. Sounds a cast iron winner for you there. Um, New Zealand versus Bangladesh is our final match on Friday from Chennai, home of the Super Kings and N. Srinivasan. Betfair exchange prices have Kiwis at 1.35 on an early show with Bangladesh 3.15. We are aware Bangladesh are playing as this pod goes into production. So caveats all over the shop. But um, Hawkins, do your best anyway, please. Uh, I'll give you a New Zealand lineup. We're pretty confident about this. Don't expect Kane Williamson to come back into the team just yet. No need to rush him back. New Kiwis are going so well. So we've got Conway Young and Ravindra, Mitchell, Latham, Phillips, Chapman, Santner. They could also afford to keep going uh, with Ferguson, who's fit again now instead of rushing back Tim Southey. 
Henry and Bolt finishing it off. Bangladesh, we're just picking the same 11 that we expected for that England game. Um, Tanzid Das, Mahedi Hassan Maraz at number three. Shanto, Shaki, Mushfakir, Mahmudullah. Hirdoi, Taskin, Shoraful, and Mustafazir. We do know if there is a potential for spin at this Chennai um, venue, Nassim Ahmed may well come in for the fizz as that extra tweak option. It does look a spin-heavy wicket. India turned the school in Australia. Ravi Jadeja to the four. Uh, we have identified this game as an upset for that reason. Back in the old preview shows, which seems like ages ago, but we do want a four in that Bangladesh price, and we mean uh, we want a four at the start, um, uh, hoping that 3.15 drifts. I'm sure it will. Well, Krishnamurti, what um, price do you want Bangladesh at? I'll be happy with 3.5. I, I completely agree with what Ed was saying. I think this has got shot potential. As discussed already, we know Chennai inside out. Spinners to the four here. And I don't see why Bangladesh wouldn't give New Zealand a very hard time. Okay. Richard Mann, is that a shock for you? No, I'm against the rise here. I've been pretty impressed with New Zealand. They look pretty strong. Actually, the biggest issue might be getting Williamson and Salvi back in because I'm not sure they're in the best 11 at the moment, fit or not. Um, I'm pretty down on Bangladesh. I think New Zealand would just be too efficient and too strong for them here. Okay. Um, appreciate Bangladesh for playing, so perhaps keep nuggets and insights here to New Zealand, please, Paul. But uh, anything for you? Well, just based on the Australia match here, uh, I think that it might be best to back New Zealand's openers. I think that's going to be the easiest time to score for the spinners, take stranglehold in the middle over. So I was looking at Devon Conway. Um, he, he was only knocked out of that treble by Coley at the last minute. Okay, uh, Richard Mann? Uh, it's a bit hard without the without the England result, but Bangladesh middle order collapse. I flagged it up in the preview show, so I'll stick with that. Okay, um, Hawkins, top performers, please. Yeah, Will Young, thirty one point eight percent return rate, probable four to one. We've seen four to one with Betfair Sports for the top Kiwi bat. Uh, there are no other wrong prices on that New Zealand lineup. We expect apart from Glenn Phillips, who could be going off absolute bare minimum 13 to 2. He wins like a 4 to 1 shot last two years. Pitch might suit him. Uh, Bolt returns 70% of the time for top Kiwi bowler, 21 to 10 well, with sports. But no wrong prices on Bangladesh top bat, regardless of what happens in that England match. Um, but with the ball, it's a different story. Taskin will be value whether he wins or he doesn't uh, around 100 to 30 because he's returning minimum 41%. Players to follow. Again, Richard, probably easy uh, to follow on the Kiwis. Will Young, we've been speaking about him for years. He has the win rate to back it up. Can he win two in a row? Let's talk about him. I'm trying to get a pop idol uh, gag in here, but I, I'm not smart enough to think on my feet. Um, Lee's done really well, actually. I, I'm still not convinced white ball cricket for him, um, but he, he's definitely doing a good job. I, I just wanted to go back to Ed, actually, about Glenn Phillips, and I think something... The problem is, sometimes he's, he's coming in too late, but I think the way to maybe play Phillips is if New Zealand bat second and Bangladesh get a score sort of late on in the Bangladesh innings, you know they're going to get a decent score and therefore New Zealand are going to have to bat well. I think then you're back Phillips in running because obviously there's a chance he's too low at number six and if they only get 150 Bangladesh, you kind of your bet's done then. Um, so that would probably be my approach with Phillips. I agree he's definitely a bet, 
Um, but I, I just don't like him down at number six. Yeah, okay. Um, Paul, what about for you? Philip, someone else, do we retain faith with Bolt? General view on retaining faith on these players with being big win rates who haven't delivered? Are you are you uh, just cut them? How do you feel? Well, look, there's nothing wrong with sticking with the numbers. I think that is generally a very smart strategy and it pays in the long term. But you've also got to deal with the specifics of the game. And personally, I think, you know, I'm, I've got a strong theory about this Chennai pitch. As I said, I prefer the openers. So, I mean, I said Conway, but I mean, given the numbers about Will Young, maybe stick with that, right? That would that would make sense if he's delivering on the numbers. As for Bolt, I mean, again, I'm a big Trent Bolt fan, but I want a spinner on this track, so I would go Mitchell Santner. And that would also uh, fit perfectly with what Rich was saying about the middle order collapse of Bangladesh. I could see Santner making hay there. Okay, thank you. That, uh, as they say, is is that, uh, and that that was uh, Cricket Only Better, episode 215. See Hawkins thinking, what on earth is this guy going on about? Um, this is the best bets, though. That is That was not the end of the show. This is the best bets. Paul Krishnamurti, Richard Mann, both have five points each. Richard Mann, you are up first, please. Right, I'm going to kick off. I'm going to have a one and a half points South Africa to beat Australia at five to four in Betfair. I'll double check that. Oh, I'll have one and a half points on uh, Ibrahim Zadran at 7-2 to be top Afghan batsman. So sticking with the South Africa uh, theme, just half a point on Keshav Maraj, man of the match at 20-1. to one. I'll have um, one point on Virat Kohli, man of the match, uh, India v Afghanistan. Yeah, India, Afghanistan, uh, just a special I flagged up. Uh, Kohli and Zadran, three, four, Z, or more at 11 to four. Okay, uh, I will have 1.5 points on um, India to win by 90 or more runs or 10 wickets at three to one. Yeah, and I'm going to finish off Bangladesh, New Zealand. Didn't give them enough of a mention because they're playing, but I'm going to go uh, one point. Najmul Shanta, top Bangladesh batsman. He's just winning all the time. And Ed flagged him up. Taskin Ahmed, top Bangladesh bowler. Okay, so I've got one point left. I'll have half a point on India to win by 41 to 50 runs or five wickets. And I'll have half a point on Heinrich Klassen, man of the match, 11 to 1. Okay. That really is that, as they say. Thank you very much, gents. We are here every Tuesday in your ears and eyes for this World Cup. Uh, I hope that doesn't sound too unpleasant. This is the World Cup betting hub. This has been the Cobb. Check out betting.betfair for more World Cup betting goodness, and we will see you next time. Have a lovely week in the meantime.